Good day, everyone. This is Father Michael. Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever. Hope you're having a good day. As we enter into this uh, journey of life, wherever you find yourself at this moment, one of the biggest challenges I find, (coughs) excuse me, is that people in life, when you can't find meaning or purpose in your life, life becomes very heavy, doesn't it? When you can't find uh, a meaning, uh, a purpose, uh, a reason for doing what you're doing, you just tend to flounder, right? We flounder, we just kind of have no sense of vision. Um, And the scripture says, my people perish for lack of vision. So when we can't find vision or purpose in our lives, that's when we really start to perish, Um, We start to feel that way too, don't we? We start to think that way and feel that way. And then we start to behave that way. In today's gospel with the blind man given sight, when Jesus spits, makes mud and clay and smears it on the man's eyes, washes and the man sees. And eventually the man sees Jesus and wants to follow Jesus and believe in Jesus. And the Pharisees, the Sadducees and you know, people are kind of questioning, you know, is this the man that was blind once? But I'd like you to think about that story as God gives it to you and I, you know, over 2,000 years later, here we are reading that same beautiful story, which is really full of so many graces for our spiritual life. And just as a footnote before we continue is, you know, when you read Scripture, take the Bible Open it up, say a prayer to the Holy Spirit that you might see what God wants you to see as you're reading that particular passage in the Scripture. Remember, the Bible is not like any other book. It's important to put the Bible in another category. It's the living Word of God. It's the bestseller every year. And why is that? Because people find in the Bible not just words and nice stories and analogies, but they find in the Bible... A relationship with the living God, a God who is reaching out to each of our souls that wants to speak to us. It's kind of like God's word, right, is alive and active. It's like someone who's driving on the road and sees a bumper sticker or a billboard and it it makes sense to them where they drove by that billboard every day, say for 10 years going to work. And one day the light comes on and they see, they hear. That's grace. It's one thing to read scriptures, but it's another thing to see what God's saying to me, to hear what God's saying to me, to connect with the Lord. And this should really make us excited to read the Word of God. Um, People all over, you know, they wake up in the morning. There are many who wake up and they can't go anywhere without first feeding their souls with the Word of God, you know, without taking time, creating a little space in your morning before you enter into the craziness of the day to let the Lord be with you in His Scripture, in His Word. So I'd like you to think about that. And something else that came to me, you know, what do you see? You know, as it says in Scripture, God doesn't see as man sees, meaning we see by mere often appearance, right? We judge things by appearance. And God 
looks into the human heart. God, When God sees you and I sinning, he's not just seeing the action of sin that we do. He sees what's behind that sin. He sees <clears throat> the heart that's broken. The person that's suffering, say, sadness or depression or, or they're wounded or feel fear and hurt or anger. That's why God forgives because we know not what we're doing when we sin. When, you, when someone else hurts you or you hurt them, what do you see? Do you see Jesus suffering? Do you see Jesus struggling to love that person or help them to receive love? Or do you just see someone that's being an idiot? See, your eyes, our eyes need to be open to see deeper. You know, let's say your spouse hurts you, or friend or family member, or someone hurts you, or you hurt them. We need to see deeper. Our battle, as St. Paul says, is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and powers, world rulers of the darkness. There are evil spirits that <clears throat> plot us against one another if we believe the lies they speak to us. So we wake up every day. We need the light. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need the light of the Holy Spirit. We need the Word of God to help us. So this whole idea of the depth of our sight, <clears throat> how deep can you see? What do you see? When you, wait, when you see a sunset or a field of flowers or a little child, do you see God's fingerprints? Do you see God inviting you or you just see some ordinary person just going through an ordinary day? So see that what we see, our perspective in life or of life, really, really can either transform our lives in that personal relationship with the Lord or we can block God from being with us in his humility. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, God is with you right now as you're listening to this. He's in your body. He's in your mind. He's in your soul. He's with us. His fingerprints are all over you, meaning he created you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He knits you together, as it says in scripture, and you are wonderfully made. Can you hear that? You are wonderfully made. And then I'd like you to look at God's fingerprints all of over the created world. You know, the saints, mystics say that the earth is like God's cathedral, right? The, the world we live in is like a cathedral. The universe is God's cathedral. And his fingerprints are all over it. But just like in the day when Jesus literally walked the face of the earth, after the incarnation, he walked among us. You know, the word became flesh, right? Well, I'd like you to think about that. A lot of people didn't recognize him. And they had physical sight. They, they weren't like the blind man. They actually had, like you and I, they had sight. So a lot of us, how often do you meet Jesus each day and you don't even realize it? You're blind. Because you're so fixed on the way you want God to reveal himself to you. Did you ever lose a pen or anything for that matter? You lose something and in your mind it's a blue pen, but it's really a black pen. And so it's sitting on your desk. You're looking everywhere and it's actually right in front of you. But you, because you have this idea in your mind that it's blue when it's really black, you can't see it. So it's the same way in the spiritual life. When God is all around you, he's around us all day long and we're like, God never talks to me. I never see God. God doesn't work in my life. God's this and not that. And 
I would like to say that's your pride. <clears throat> that's your arrogance. You're so blinded by your pride and arrogance that you won't allow God to be with you in the simple ways of the day. Whether it be a simple handshake, a smile, a hug, a kiss, uh, someone cooking you a meal, um, someone getting you a card, someone you know, carrying a baby. Um, these are all just simple, ordinary ways. Someone at work that smiles and says hi. Like, why won't you let God love you in the simple ways of each and every day? And so this blind man that Jesus heals in the gospel with his spittle, he, you know, he, he heals the man so that he could see Christ. But the Pharisees and Sadducees still would not allow the man um, to acknowledge Jesus. And the man basically says, well, forget about you. I'm going to acknowledge Jesus. This is what I've seen. This is, I was blind. Now I see. And I'm going to worship the Lord Jesus. So <clears throat> the word has become flesh, is becoming flesh, and will become flesh in your life if you allow him to be with you, around you, if you allow him to be a part of your everyday life. Now, <clears throat> with this said, I'd like you to think about church right now. When you go into Mass, what do you see at Mass? The Mass is not a religious prayer service. It's not a service. Like some people say, well, good service, Father. It's not a service. <clears throat> the Mass is the holy sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The Mass is the Christ, the Lord, the God of the universe, the King of glory, laying his life down on that altar of sacrifice for the salvation of your soul and mine. The Mass is something we can't do for ourselves. We can't win our own salvation. We can't save ourselves. So when you go to Mass, you're there to acknowledge, to recognize, and to give praise to God. You're there at the Mass to see the priest is Jesus. It's not Father Michael or Father Joe or Father Jim or Father Mark. It's Jesus and you need to humble yourself. We need to humble ourselves. It's Jesus. The priest has given his life to Jesus so that Jesus could continue to extend his presence in time to each of us. It's not Father Michael. It's Jesus. Father Michael is just an instrument of Jesus, a representative of Jesus. Same thing in the confessional. When you go to confession, you are confessing your sins to Jesus. The priest is merely a screen, a representative of the king. And you're there to say, I offended you, my king. And I care about this relationship. And I'm sorry. I apologize for these particular things I've done to break our relationship. Because you value your relationship with the king of the universe. That's why you go to confession and say you're sorry. Anyone that... When we don't say we're sorry, it's because we don't value that relationship. You know, imagine hurting someone, hurting someone, and just basically never saying you're sorry. Well, you don't care about that relationship. And if we all search deep in our hearts, we do care. We just, maybe we're afraid in our pride or whatever it be to confess our sins or to say we're sorry. But God is working right now in you as you're listening to this, and He's inviting you to make a good confession and not to be afraid to come to his representative on earth, whom he, the king, assigned to that task of administering his mercy and forgiveness. So I want you to come to confession. I want you to come to Mass. Don't just come to Mass on Sunday. Come every day. Come a few days a week. I know many people who 
once you start going to daily mass, your eyes begin to become open more and more and more. And before you know it, you can't live without the mass. There are people out there, including myself, if I miss mass a few days, I could tell I miss mass a few days. So see, if I'm not being fed by the Lord in the Eucharist, then what am I feeding myself with? It's kind of the difference between eating potato chips and a healthy, nutrient-dense meal. We can be feeding ourselves with a lot of empty calories. And it just makes us basically more and more, you know, lazy. More and more like couch potatoes. More and more unhealthy. But we have to feed ourselves more and more because we're eating empty calories. Maybe it's TV. Uh, maybe it's uh, purchasing items or buying things. Or maybe it's going to the mall, or maybe it's shopping, um, maybe it's food for you. I don't know what it is for you, but what are you using to, what's your empty calories? And see, as you're listening to this, hopefully your eyes are being open to see. And please, humble yourself. There's so much more you don't see than you do see. Did you hear that? There's way more that you and I don't see happening at Mass than that we see happening at Mass. So much more of God is working in us that we don't see than we do see. So God is inviting you to humble yourself. I'm blind. I come to Mass, Lord, and I'm just going through the motions. I'm blind. See, this is why there's so much uh, lack of depth in the spiritual life and people plugging in, plugging out, you know, click their card in, click their card out when they come to Mass. Genuflect, kneel, sit, stand, get communion, and I'm out of there. And you know why? Because they don't see. They don't value because they can't see. When you can't see, you can't value. Like if you can't, uh, you know, if there's a diamond in front of you and you don't know the value of that diamond, you can't see the value of it, you just pass it up. But when you recognize the value of something, you want to take it. You want to use it. You want to uh, be present with Him, the Lord. And same thing with adoration. Why don't you go to adoration of the Blessed Sacrament? Why don't we sit down with the Word of God? Because we don't think it's going to help us. And that is a lie from Satan. That's a lie right from hell. And as long as we believe those lies, we're going to continue our behavior of not reading the scriptures, not attending mass, not going to confession. And then we're going to whine and cry and complain when life's falling apart because no one's helping us. God's abandoned me. No, God's not abandoned you, but you've been so proud and arrogant to live your way that you've not humbled yourself to make a good confession, not just going through the motions, a good examination of conscience and a good holy confession that stretches you beyond your comfort zone. That is really an honest confession. And by the way, go online to uh, the Catholic Catechism of the Catholic Church, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and look up the Ten Commandments. They break down the Ten Commandments so deeply. One commandment, you're like, oh my gosh, I am so much a sinner. I need saved so deeply and badly. <clears throat> it always is amazing when we, you know, even myself, like, what are my sins? Are you kidding me? That's like, that's pathetic, you know, honestly. I'll just be honest with you. It's pathetic. If I can't see my sins, I'm in a seriously dark state. And I need to go to the catechism and I need to read through the Ten Commandments because 
I'm seriously blind. And I've had that in my life, and I continue at times. That's why the church gives us examination of conscience. Because see, Satan keeps you so busy that you never tend to the relationship with God. And then you go weeks and months and years and years without confession. And you wonder why you're not having any real genuine joy and authentic happiness in your life. So again, I'm not saying these things to make you feel bad, but sometimes you need to get with it, man. You need to get with it. You need and I need to be challenged and we need to be told we are wrong. You're not spending time in silence. You're not reading the Bible. You're not taking time to sit with the Lord. Okay, I'm not doing that. Why not? Because you're blind. We're blind. We don't see. So are you going to humble yourself and say, Jesus, I want to see? Or are you going to continue down the path of blindness and run into more trees and wreck and crash and burn? And so God's saying to you, now's the time of salvation. Now's the time of change. Go to Mass, go to confession, pick up your Bible, create a space in your life. And it's not a matter of when, it's a matter of now. Right now we need to do these things. And if we're worried that we might fall, well, welcome to the human race. God's looking for your first step. Take an initiative. Grace will meet you if you step out in faith. Grace will meet you when you step out in faith. Okay, so back to the Mass. You know, when we're at Mass, first of all, when the scriptures are being read, maybe it'll help you to close your eyes. Did you know what, did you know at the root of all distraction is a lack of receiving love? When the child is weaned in its mother's lap, it's quieted, right? That's Psalm, read, read Psalm 131. When a child weaned in its mother's lap, it quiets the child's heart. But when we're not receiving love, We get all these distractions. So if you're distracted a lot, it's because you've forgotten how to receive love or you don't think you're worthy of love or you don't believe you can be loved. And that's why we have a hard time in silence. I have a friend who, um, she, I told her I wanted her to spend uh, time in adoration. And I said, you know, I want you to do a holy hour every day. And she was like, no way. There's no way I could do that, basically, in her heart. You know, like, I, there's no way I could do it. I can't even sit five, ten minutes. But now this person, <clears throat> because they were disciplined and obedient to God speaking through me, they now can't not do a holy hour. They miss it when they don't do it. Now, how did that happen? How in the world... To someone who can't even spend five or ten minutes move to a whole hour and want to do that regularly, almost daily, if not every day for sure. Like this person does that. Now, how did that happen? That's called grace. But see, grace, nature cooperating with grace. Human nature must cooperate with grace. So this this podcast, God's inviting you. But will you cooperate with the grace that's coming through this podcast? God's The Father's inviting you to a personal time with Him. So open up the Gospel of John. Open up the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, whatever it be. Read through the Gospel. Pray to the Holy Spirit. Read through the Gospel. <clears throat> Excuse me. And pay attention to where God's drawing you to rest with Him. It's all about receiving love. God is love. 
So where's God inviting you to rest in his arms as you read that scripture? Remember, the graces of that scripture are available to you, just as it was available to the blind man, to the woman at the well, whoever it be, whatever scripture you're reading. That grace is there. It's present for you. So again, when you're at Mass, when you make the sign of the cross, begin the Mass well. Make the sign of the cross with reverence and love as you sign your body with the cross. What does that mean? Think about it. Reflect on that. What am I putting a cross on my body for? And then when you say the responses, say them with your heart, with your spirit. So often the Lord challenged me to pray with my spirit, to pray with my heart. And when you sing the opening hymn or the offertory or closing or whatever it be, communion sing with your spirit your spirit commune with his spirit don't just sing the words to get them done or read the words so often again we're, we're in this religiosity this um, empty ritual the mass is not an empty ritual if it's empty it's because i'm making it empty i'm not tapping the the nutrients that are given at mass i'm not receiving them i maybe i don't know how to pray with my heart or pray with my spirit. But I'm just again inviting you to that, to do that. <clears throat> and again, when you see the priest coming in, it's not Father Michael, it's Jesus. It's not Father Mark, it's Jesus. Jesus is coming in. Oh my gosh, it's Jesus. That's why we genuflect when we come into church. Again, just bowing to a knee, honoring the King of glory who's there truly in the tabernacle. <clears throat> and then... I have so much more to say. Um, I don't want to keep going here, but I'm going to continue this podcast. Um, look for part two um, on the Mass. Um, and may the Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, burn in you, and open your eyes to see and engage in a personal relationship with the living God. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, Mother Mary, pray for us. Help us to love Jesus as you love him and to give Jesus to the world as you gave him and give him to the world. Amen. Have a great day.